This is an SBC Media Partners production. Swung on, hit high and deep. Right field. Third field. Third field. It is Phillies fans, these are your glove stories with Murph. Let's check in with Greg Murphy. Murph, you got a special guest, huh? Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Glove Stories with Murph, presented by the Bet Parks Casino Sportsbook app. And, uh, well, we start season two, and we thought we got to hit a home run right out of the gate. So we found a guy that hit 382 of them all for the Philadelphia Phillies. As our first guest of season two, we welcome in Ryan Howard. Ryan, great to see you. First and foremost, thanks for being with us. Hey, Murph, man. Great seeing you as well, man. Thanks for having me. All right, let's get started because uh, here on Glove Stories, we, we like to delve into the past and start, uh, you know, and, and hear the stories that uh, made you the ball player that uh, you ended up being in a Phillies uniform, one of the best to ever put the uniform on here in Philadelphia. And it all started, you know, in, you grew up in Missouri. Uh, and uh, I would imagine, and I'm making an assumption here, but were you always one of the bigger kids uh, out there on the field when you were playing ball? <laughs> Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I was always, I guess, like one of the, the, the bigger kids or whatnot. My mom always said that I would hit the ball um, a little bit further or harder than some of the other kids. So I guess I kind of had that as the, the, the one up. So to was, speak. Ba- was it always baseball for you? Did you I mean, what else did you do? I know, I know you did other things in high school, but in terms mm-hmm. of sports, was it always baseball? No, growing up, we played everything. Um, baseball, basketball, soccer, uh football i only played football a couple years once i got to high school but pretty much just tried to play everything because we went from season to season so um you know baseball basketball soccer was in the fall all that good stuff so we just played as much as as possible and stayed as physically active as as possible you know as as youngsters we all dream of getting to the big leagues in whatever particular sport uh that uh, that you're involved in when was it in your mind that you thought to yourself you know what if i stick with this if i continue to develop i got a chance to play professional baseball um it was funny because people would kind of say stuff when i was about 12 years old or whatnot that like <coughs> excuse me that uh hey, like, you know, you're pretty good at baseball. And I wasn't really thinking about it. I'm 12 years old and basketball was really my first love. So I enjoyed, you know, playing basketball and playing all the other sports. And I guess it wasn't really until high school. uh, My dad kind of had a conversation with me and he just said, you know, if you want to be a a major league baseball player, um, because he said, like, you're different. So I guess he kind of saw it in me as well um, when I was about 15, 16 or whatnot. And he said, you know, you had to carry yourself a certain way and, you know, act as though you're a major leaguer right now and carry yourself. So when you're making decisions and all that good stuff, think about that being a professional baseball player and what that might all entail or whatnot. So it kind of started when I was like 15 and having that mindset. But at the same time, I still enjoyed playing all the other sports. So it really wasn't it really didn't take shape (laughs) until uh, later on in high school where, you know, after basketball was, was uh, done and point guards became like six, seven. And I was usually the guy that was guarding the six, seven guy. And I was like, my handles aren't, aren't that good. So I'm like, let me go ahead and stick with this baseball thing and try to take that to the next level. Um, 
it was really just kind of taking it step by step from there and then going off to, to Missouri State and, and, and playing over there and then kind of seeing what happened from there. Yeah, so you get to Missouri State, and uh, I mean, you have a ter- terrific cor- college career. Um, and I would imagine at that point, coaches and scouts and and other folks are at, at telling you at that point, all right, uh, you're on the right path towards professional baseball. Um, what, what advice? I mean, you got great advice from your father in high school. Did you get any uh, really good advice in college that that kind of uh, continue to set you on that path? Yeah, I mean, you know, Coach G, Coach Gutton down there, Missouri State, great, still there to this day. Um, you know, he was great, man. I mean, he was the one who actually taught me uh, how to hit the ball to the opposite field. Um, when I got to college, I was pretty much like dead red, like pool hitter, hitting the ball right down the line because my dad was kind of like, hey, if you're not pulling the ball, then you're late. And so G kind of got me right in terms of like opening up the entire field and just, you know, kind of going that gap to gap, but like really got me going back to the other side of the field and just really opened it all up for me. So, you know, I think that was some of the, some of the best, uh, some of the best work from, from that standpoint, obviously all the different, you know, coaches that I've had over the years, um, you know, my, my high school summer ball coach, my guy, Darren, um, he was actually a guy who threw to me in the home run derby in St. Louis. And okay. that was very important to me because him being my high school summer ball coach, um, every time I would come home in the off season, you know, he was throwing to me. Anytime I needed, you know, uh, extra work or, or whatever, when I was in college and came home from college break, like D was always there, like throwing for me. So that was extra special for me because I wanted to share that moment with him. It, I, I didn't really care about winning the home run derby. It would have been great. But to be able to kind of share that stage because he had such a uh, uh, an instrumental part in me being able to make it to those next levels by him volunteering and putting in time to just help me do what I needed to do in terms of just the work, um, you know, was was something that was very, very special to me. But he's like, you always told me, he's like, you're only as good as your next at bat. Well, so, I, I, you know, whether whether you hit a homer, whether you strike out, like you got to kind of leave it there and just focus on the next at bat and just kind of stay in there now. Certainly good advice in the game of baseball. I'm wondering, was there ever a moment uh, before you got to the big leagues or maybe when you had just gotten there that you, you said to Darren, is it the, Hey, Mm -hmm. one of these days I'm going to be in the home run derby and you're going to throw to me. Did did that conversation ever happen? No, it never, it never (laughs) happened. It never happened. It just so happened to be that like when, you know, the all-star game was in St. Louis in 09 and I hit up my, my buddy who's his brother-in-law and his wife. And I said, Hey, I want to ask Darren if he'll be my BP pitcher for the home run derby. Like, what do you think? And then my, my buddy was like ecstatic. And then his wife just started tearing up. I and bet. so, um, it was just one of those things to where I was like, yeah, again, I didn't want to share that moment with, with anybody else but him having him out there as, as my BP pitcher. That, that is such a great story. I I'll tell you what, when I sit back and watch the home run derby, I'm not nervous for you guys. I'm nervous for (laughs) those guys, you know, I mean, some of those guys who are like, like Darren, you know, who never played in the big leagues, not a big league coach, not doing it every day. The pressure on those guys has to be enormous, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He was nervous. He was nervous. Like the first round, like fortunately we, we made it out of the first round. And, you know, he was, he was nervous, like a little bit going out early on. And I just told him, I was like, 
D, bro. It's just you and me, man. Like old times. We just got a few people <laughs> kind of watching and those <laughs> watching from afar, but it's like, it's the same. And then he just kind of settled down and we just, we just did our thing. Found a groove for sure. Yeah. Uh, what a great story. Um, let's, let's go back a little bit because I want to take you back. You, you moved through the minor leagues very uh, quickly. I first met you in the minor leagues and I think I have this story, right? Was there a, uh, there was a home run derby, I think in maybe the, at the double a level that uh, got rained out or fogged out or snowed out. Do you remember that story? Um, yeah. Bowie, okay. Bowie, Maryland. It was yes, in Bowie, Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And uh, I came down to, I was covering, uh, you know, sports in Philadelphia, came down to cover you in that home run derby. And it ended up getting, I think it was fogged out, <laughs> rained out or something mm -hmm. along those lines. But, uh, but your name was already obviously being talked about in Philadelphia, this prodigious uh, power hitter that the Phillies had in the minor league system. But we all know the story. They also had a guy uh, named Jim Tomey, who was a pretty good player in his own right up in the big leagues. Um, but your path through the minor league was a quick one relatively speaking what do you remember most about your time in the minor leagues do you remember it as a, a good time did you enjoy it at that point oh man I think the times in the minor leagues and I'm sure you know a lot of guys can kind of attest is, is those are some of the best times you ever have playing baseball I mean some of the relationships uh, the cities that you go to that you probably would never otherwise <laughs> go to or have ever heard of um, my first year, you know, going up to Batavia, New York, yeah. you know, between Rochester and Buffalo, um, just that experience is the guys that you meet from different schools, different, different backgrounds. Um, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And especially to kind of playing against guys in other organizations to where, it's it, it, the really kind of cool, unique thing about it is, is that obviously each level you try to progress. So A, double A, triple A, and all the way up. And it's cool when you're playing against guys that are doing the same thing. So like, you know, some of those guys like Robinson Cano, we basically played against each other at like every level. So to be able to like see the progression that he was able to go through and like some of the other guys that, you know, I got a chance to play against and like Batista and all those guys is really cool as well. So it's like, you're coming up in your own organization, but you're also coming up with these guys yeah. that aren't in your organization because, you know, you kind of go and hang out and grab dinner and all that kind of stuff you know, in the minor leagues as well. Yeah. And I would imagine when you all get to the big leagues, uh, you keep an eye on one another as well. I mean, obviously you're playing against them. They're the enemy when they're, you know, you're in between the lines, but you know, uh, the friendships are there and the connections mm -hmm. are there. And, and did you keep an eye on those kinds of guys uh, during your big league career? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You definitely would like keep an eye on those guys. And again, like I said, it's uh, you know, you go and hang out and stuff like that whenever they came to your town or you went to their town, but, coming up through the minor leagues and just being able to play against each other and then seeing each other, like all make it in to the big leagues. And now you're playing at that, that highest level. Yeah. You're definitely going to keep, keep tabs and, and see what other guys are doing. Does it seem like a million years ago that you're in the, you know, the roadside hotels and you're, you know, sharing, <laughs> you know, because minor league baseball is a grind and, and it's not glamorous all the time for sure. Uh, but each and every one of you guys, guys that go on to be superstars in the big leagues, 
you all went through that process and you all experienced that same thing. But does it feel like a lifetime ago for you now? Oh, man. You know what? It's uh, not not really. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it was relatively long time but it's like you can, you know, you, you, yeah no i mean it's like but you 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 look at those memories and it's like they sit there just like it was yesterday like it, and it just kind of hits you with some of the the cities and some of the guys that you played against and um yeah i mean it kind of comes back like going from you know going from the roadside hotels and all that kind of stuff it's like we didn't know any better right. you know so it's right. like oh it's cool you know it's like oh we're going to this hotel or this or that or whatever it was it was just about the game you know, now the bus rides, you, <laughs> you never forget the bus rides, yes. um, the 17-hour the bus rides from Lakewood, New Jersey to Rome, Georgia, all that kind of stuff where, you know, guys are up in the middle of the night and all that. And, you know, you're making stops at like a quickie mart at two in the morning and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it was all part of the process and, you know, enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you've mentioned the bus rides. So many guys that we've had on the podcast have talked about uh, the bus rides and, you know, you, the, the, the middle infielder that can stick himself up into the luggage rack and get a great night's sleep. <laughs> right? that, that's not you. you. You weren't a guy that was able to do that. I would imagine even just getting comfortable on the bus oh, was man. a challenge for you. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you know what? The, the funniest thing was when everybody's passed out, you've just got bodies everywhere. And then there's always you, you when you wake up and you got to go to the back of the bus to go to the bathroom and you're like jumping and crawling over seats and trying not to step on people like you know you may have some people sleeping on the floor like in the middle of the of the aisle and all that kind of stuff so you you figure out a way to navigate on those buses and and get back and try to get as comfortable as you possibly can it's like American Ninja Warrior. It's where it all started. Yeah. Like minor league buses. <laughs> yes, yeah, you exactly. Back to the bathroom. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't think, uh, you know, baseball fans don't always think about the the path that leads to the big leagues. They, they hear about the plane rides and the fancy hotels and all that up here. But uh, it's it's just getting here. And so many guys, you know, get here for a cup of coffee or whatever uh, and head back to the minors. It's it's a challenge for sure. Um, all right. Well, you come up to the big leagues uh, and you get your your September call up. What do you remember about your major league debut? Were nerves there? Uh, you knew you were getting a little oh, bit man. of a shot, a little bit of a look. Yeah, it was uh, it was exciting. I mean, anytime you get that call saying, hey, you're you're going up. Um, I mean, that's what you do all the work for. Um, you know, you're, you're doing all this work to be able to get up and, and go to the major leagues and and hopefully be able to stay in the major leagues and then ultimately try to compete for a championship. I already knew, you know, obviously having Tommy there, um, yeah. playing time was going to be limited. But again, it was kind of like nothing is owed to me, you know, so it was going out, having to earn every bit of it. And obviously the managers that we had, Charlie, uh, Bo was there early on when I first got called up. Um, you know, those are those guys where, hey, you got to go out there, you got to hustle, you got to play, you got to go earn it. So for me, it was, I'm going to go up here and whatever my role is, if it's coming off the bench or if I'm picking up Tommy a day or something like that, basically, I'm going to be the best version of whatever that is. Uh, I know I played every day in the minor leagues and this and that or whatever, but my role has changed right now, accepting what this role is at this time. And do whatever it is I can help my or do whatever it is I can to help the team win in that moment. Cause 
I'm not, I'm not offsetting Tommy yet <laughs> in the month of September or anything like that. So really just tried to get up and just learn and, and do whatever it is I could to, uh, to, to try to help the team win at that point. Do you have a distinct memory of walking into that clubhouse and seeing some of the names? Well, some of the guys, obviously, you knew because uh, they had also come up through the system. But, mm. uh, but you know, a guy like Jim Tomey, who was on a Hall of Fame track at that time, mm. uh, and there was a lot of good players in there. I think about Bobby Bray, you know, good names, big-time ball players that you probably had watched as a youngster. Do you remember walking into that clubhouse and looking at the names and thinking? Yeah, you know, it was it was cool. It was cool. It was, like, kind of more so at that time it was, like, be seen not heard so i'm just you know just trying to come in go to my locker and just watching people operate i'm watching bobby come in with the smoothness and he's walking into his locker i see chase like walking over and tome and all those guys so i'm just coming in just hey i'm just trying to stay out of the way man get my stuff and go about going out there and go getting getting ready for the game yeah, it, it, I, again, I always enjoy listening to ball players talk about those moments because they're moments you're never going to forget. Obviously, they're yeah. they're transcendental moments in your life that uh, you know really set you on the next path. You didn't know what was in store for you back in 2004, uh, but uh, the story obviously has been written now. We're going to talk more about that coming up here on Glove Stories with Murph. Ryan Howard is our guest, uh, season two, episode one, and uh, well, we have a couple of special guests that we like to bring in kind of like a this is your life ryan howard in the, in the <laughs> baseball uh, a couple of guys that i think know you fairly well and uh i think we'll have a lot of fun so uh, we're gonna take a quick break but when we come back those special guests join myself and ryan howard to so stay with us the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app is here for both Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Get in on all the action, whether it's baseball, the basketball and hockey playoffs, golf, all your favorite sports. Download the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app and make your first bet risk-free up to $750. Bet more than the score. Bet on individual player performances for hits, home runs, and strikeouts. Bet innings, first team to score, and more. Bet Parks is the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and all your favorite casino games for real money, all in one amazing app. Live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch the game. Download right now in the App Store, Google Play Store, or at BetParks.com and use my promo code MURPH. Bet Parks is also an official proud betting operator of the PGA Tour. The all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. You must be 21 and in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 